Hey, I'm Mondo Fresco. Welcome to Mondo and Friends. I'm here with one of the most beautiful and talented singers. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheska. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm really excited. We've been trying to, to make this happen for a while, and I'm I'm excited uh, that this finally happened here, Cheska. I know. I'm excited. I like this. You like our, our, our plexiglass? COVID we, precautions. We have... Um, uh, our guests that, that have uh, come in prior, they have they call this the the presidential debate plexiglass. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So all we need is a fly to land on my head, and we can go viral. That'd be crazy. Uh, so <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk to you about everything from how you started your career journey to where you're at now. You know, performing on the biggest stages. But let's let's take it back just a little bit. Uh, when do you remember having that first itch to, to dance, to perform, to sing? I was three when I, when I first discovered that, that passion, because I grew up listening to Michael and Madonna and Tina, and I was just so impressed, like by their performing skills that as a little girl, I mean, if you guys check my Instagram and scroll down, there's like a video of me at three years old with a microphone dancing to Michael. So I, I, I have to say, and my mom is, you know, she used to be a singer when she was young and my dad is a musician. So I kind of grew up already, even in the one, in the wound, yeah, in, the, yeah. in, the one, in the one of my mom, like listening to music. So I think it was just something I was born with, with that love. You know, I I asked this question to all of my guests. Um, you know, I didn't have a a family member that was in in media, that was in broadcasting, that was in television or anything like that or radio. Um, it's interesting, you know, how you grew up because you you did have family members that were uh, that were passionate about the arts and music, and yeah. so so. I, you know, you, the question that I usually ask is, you know, what did your parents say when you first told them that you wanted to do this professionally? So what did your parents tell you? Well, my story is a little different than than just a, a regular uh, teenager saying, dad or mom, I want to be an artist. Um, I had a situation growing up that music was the only thing that kept my mind off that situation. So when I told them that I wanted to take it seriously, they were very supportive, very excited because they were like, oh my God, this is something that can take her away from this pain that she's going through. So they were extremely supportive and they're both, you know, musicians. So yeah. they, they were like, yes, we're going to live our dreams through you. So <laughs> let's just push you even harder. So, yeah. So, so, so you mentioned the pain. Talk to me about, about the pain when you were, when you were young. Well, um, actually, I started singing really, really young, right? And my dad, who had a band called Flashback at the, you know, at the, at, you know, before in the past, I'm, I'm like mixing the Spanish with the English. I'm like, I used, no, to not, I, I used to like almost like forgot how to speak Spanish because I lived in LA for so long. And now that I'm in Miami, I'm like, wait, <laughs> can I speak English? <laughs> you can, you can, you, yeah, I'm all Spanish. English, English <laughs> Spanish, lo que quieras, we're, we're all good. Okay, entonces, so um, my dad has always been a musician. So ever since I was like 10 years old, I started singing with him and yeah. his band. 
And at 11 years old, I was discovered by this guy, Buddha, who was at the time an executive for Sony. And he saw me as a child singing with my dad in like bars. Wow. So in, in Puerto Rico, things work a little differently. You know, like you can walk into a bar with your parents. But in this case, I was my dad's lead, lead singer at yeah. 10 years old. Wow. So and we would do gigs in like Chili's and Oyster Bar and like just places like that, you know, but it was in the bar. That's area. super cute, by the way. Yeah. So and my dad was to- a total Joe Jackson. Like I would do something wrong and he'd be like, Francesca. <laughs> so it was really funny, but I think I think that that him being so like aggressive it made me such a perfectionist and like yeah. always wanting to be perfect and have like twenty five rehearsals and everybody's like it's you're fine I'm like no one more time yeah. that's why like even last night we went overtime because I was like no one more time no 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 I'm not happy one more time one more time like everything for me has to be as perfect as possible yeah. as a entertainer and that's something I learned growing up being so inspired by Michael Jackson and like because they were such perfectionists um but anyway long story short I get discovered by this man uh we get an offer from Sony and a few months later I have an accident on a Cinco de Mayo out out in the boat with my dad my dad is a water ski instructor for many years and I love to water ski as well. So we were out and about on a Cinco de Mayo celebrating everything that was going on because as a child, you're like, oh, you're going to get this huge opportunity. And I've been looking at all these stars like I want to be just like them. And, you know, I went to the back of the boat and I fell and my and I hit my head with something in there. Wow. And my hair got caught up in the repeller in, in the because yeah, my, propeller, my yeah. dad's boat um, has the motor in the center of the boat because it's a water ski boat. Oh, man. So my hair get, gets caught up there. I, I, I go unconscious and I wake up in the hospital and um, 70% of my hair and scalp was scalped wow. by, by the motor. And I had a fracture in my scalp. I mean, it was really, really bad. I was unconscious for like a long time. And obviously like that put a hold, big, big hold in my career and dreams because it wasn't something that was easy to like, oh, like you lost a little bit of skin and let me just put it back. You know, people that lose a finger, like if they save it and put it in like ice or whatever, you can probably save the finger and sew it back. (laughs) But with my situation, the skin was left in the boat and we were so far out that by the time we got back, I was unconscious, but this is what my dad is, you know, telling me. Um, There wasn't enough time to save that. So unfortunately, I had to go through over 14 surgeries, reconstructive surgeries, and a lot of years of, you know, um, reconstructive surgery, uh, treatments, emotional, physical. And it was just like a very painful time in my life. How old were you then? I was 11 when that happened. And it wasn't until I was like 19 like 18, 19, that I was able to start slowly getting back into it, you know, but, but in the scheme of all that, in the beginning of all of the surgeries at 13, 14, I was like, my parents saw that I was so depressed and like, you Mm. know, doing things that I don't want to talk about that they were like, she needs something. And when I said that I wanted to start singing, they were like, so happy that I, that I was, that I showed interest in doing something. 
And it's when I start back in the band with my dad as a teenager and then other opportunities arise. And then my, my, um, my journey kept going and going. I mean, like my journey is just so long. Yeah. You know what? I want to, I want to, I want to thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very important part of what my journey has been because a lot of people tend to quit, you know, do certain situations or, I don't know. And I think that I'm a very good example of persistence and, and just not giving up, Yeah, you know, no matter what I had a late start, I wasn't able to start in my, in my teenage, teenage years. And then I was like, Oh my God, am I too late? Like, can I still do this? And it's now when I'm like more mature that everything is happening. And like, that's my biggest message to young people to like never give up because you just never know when it's going to happen. And it's only the people that truly want it and truly keep persisting and going and going that actually make it happen. And that's like my goal in life to just share that story, to be able to motivate people that are maybe saying, Oh, it's too late. I don't want to do that anymore. Or like, Oh, like I'm not good enough or, you know, just keep going, keep working. Cause that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if we can talk about, you know, something that is, is a stigma, a big stigma and that I'm a, you know, adamant, um, about talking is, is mental health, you know, and the importance of, of being in a good place mentally, uh, as, as important as it is physically. Right. So, you know, in, in the Latinx community, uh, mental health has has a stigma, um, and especially in, in the older generations, where you know even you know uh, mental health therapy, which which I'm an advocate of, and I and I personally do, um, you know, is, is is sometimes like in the older generations, it's kind of they don't understand it or it's frowned upon or they're like, no, I don't need that. Yo no necesito eso. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I want to I want to talk to you if if we can uh, about that because. You know, I'm sure that, you know, your story is one of, of perseverance, um, of not quitting. But I'm sure aside from like the the artistic side of it, um, like how did you manage what helped you to continue to push forward? What, what was that for you? I was actually very against going to therapy. I was I was always kind of like. I'm going to get through this on my own. And it's it's when I started going back to music and started singing and just be, being able to become a character and not really think about reality. Is, yeah. That's what helped me. And, and also uh, something that really, really helped was for me to go visit other people that was going through something because I was so young. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, mom, I want to go to the hospital because I spent three months in the hospital. So in, 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 and in that floor, there was other kids. Um, maybe someone had a car accident mm. or they got burned. So one thing that I used to do was like walk around the hospital and just talk to everybody, just like, what happened to you? And this is what happened to me. So when I was out of the hospital and back into it, like being able to cover up what was going on, because mm. I was wearing hats all the time. Like I was like hat girl. And mm. everybody's like, every, and people used to be like, what, are you bald? And I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah. Because I, I didn't have hair. On the top of my head, I had leg skin because I had a skin graft. Wow. And that took 10 years. It took 10 years to get it all back. Wow. And and all those surgeries because the surgeries took a long time. It wasn't like in and out three months. It was like a year treatment of like 
they were putting these tissue expanders inside of my scalp and they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it looked like I had a freaking baseball inside of my scalp. Wow. And I had to go through that four times. And every time they did it, it was like a year or two of treatment. It was really, really crazy. Wow. Like, yeah. So it, I also went through the bullying. Very inspiring, by the way. Thank you. I'm serious. <laughs> but like when people talk about bullying, right, and people make videos about don't bully people, like it's great. But a lot of people don't know what it really is to get bu- to be bullied, to be in school and not and be afraid to go to school because you don't want to like you don't want to be made a, a fun of and, or, or the kids were so mean to me. It was crazy. Like they would wait for me to walk in school to take off my hat so people could make fun of me wow. or they would scream things at me or they would write things in the bathroom. And, but it was also funny because like I was always the girl in school that even though I was going through all of that, I was the leader of the dance crew. And I was like, always like putting choreography together. And we were always winning all the talent shows because I was trying to like, I mean, I was crying at home, yeah. right? And like wanting to die. But then in, at school, I was like, I don't care that I'm bald and I'm just like super woman, like super kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, and it's funny, like the other day I received a message um, from a mom and she said, my daughter was super inspired by your story and wow. she's getting bullied at, at school by these girls. And I was like, and then the mom asked me if I could talk to her. And I was like, of course. Like, I got on the phone with her for like 30 minutes. And wow. the mom after that said she's never, ever opened up to anyone. She's only wow. told us that she's being bullied. But because she told me, please don't tell my mom. So I, I wasn't able to like tell the mom, what was she being bullied about? Right. But it was really nice to like be able to like give someone hope. Because yeah. and I mean this girl was gorgeous, like sixteen year old gorgeous girl. She's being bullied by other girls at school that are equally as gorgeous, but it's kind of like this competition of like who's hotter. And like I think the new generation of teenagers are so obsessed with beauty and like perfection, and it's what social media has created for a lot of us. Because yeah. even myself, I'm sometimes I'm I'm guilty of that. And I think it's important to always go back to being like, wait a minute, like this is so like not the, the reality. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to tell the girl. And I was like explaining to her what people used to do to me. And it was just really, really nice to be able to like connect with a 16 year old and help them. You, you changed your life. And I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, that. So I'm actually meeting her today. Wow. Yeah. It's like amazing. She, she's in that. She's from LA, and I wanted her to come to my video last night, but she, COVID situations, they didn't allow more people. Yeah. But no, that's amazing. Yeah. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Yeah. No, I, I'm I, again, I, I'm sure that you changed your life. And, you know, it's one of those things that not a lot of people in the entertainment business kind of take a step back and 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 do things for like a bigger picture you know yeah. bigger bigger than themselves and yeah. that that is 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 an example that you you do think that way yeah. and and it's a beautiful thing now you mentioned social media how do you deal with the the downside of social media we'll talk about like the good side of it but like how do you deal with like you know if if, if any time you 
run into like a, a hater or something like that? How do you kind of brush them off? It's really interesting because I haven't uh, really encountered that. that much like hate. That's good. And I don't know if it's because people are relating to my story and, you know, I'm not like on Instagram, I try not to just always be too sexy or too like, you know, it's, it's more about my craft and like slowly growing um, my socials because of my music, because of my story and because of like what I am about as a person. Yeah. Um, it might seem at times that I'm like, like all like, but it's just part of. I guess like my performance aspect, like when I get on in front of a camera and, and there's music, I just like automatically get like confident. Yeah. Right. Because I think that music is just what makes me so confident. And with my Instagram, I think it's, 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 that is what makes me like confident because I'm just like performing. Yeah. Uh, the label always tells me like, you need to be more like talkative. I'm like, I mean, I talk so much. Like, like <laughs> I'm really talkative, but like, I'm really shy when it comes to like, just me being on my phone like that. Yeah. Like it's better when there's like this, you yeah. know, because there's questions. Through a plexiglass. Yeah. But I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I'm trying, but it's like a little hard for me. Would, would you consider yourself an introvert? Or extrovert? I don't... I think I'm an introvert. Yeah? I. You know what? I, I, I consider myself an introvert. A lot of people say you're crazy. But, you know, when the cameras are off and the mics are off, I kind of just like to be yeah. to myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I am very by my... Yeah, like, people are always inviting me to part... Even before COVID, like, come yeah. to this party, come to that party. I'm like, No. And like, I'm just like, I don't know, like there's something, I guess, I guess I never really grew up with that lifestyle, you know, because when you're a teenager, early twenties, like that's all you do. And, and I just didn't really have it. So I never wanted it. It's like my parents, when I was younger, they were like, if you want to smoke, if you want to drink, just let me know. And I'll, and I'll just let you try it. And because they were so open about it and so like, do it. I was like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I think sometimes it's better to just be open with your kids and like tell them like, look, if you want to try this, like, all right, try it. Like yeah. with me, not, not out and about. And I don't know, I guess my parents like taught me well, like, and I just never was interested in any type of drug. Like I've never had a drug problem. And you would think with everything that happened to me, I would go into like alcohol or like drugs and 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 it's just another thing that it's important to talk about because I think a lot of the the teenagers and young, the young generation goes to that to like forget or like, you know, and it's important to like, no, that's not the answer. Like just your pain needs to be your biggest motivation. Yeah. If you're being bullied, if you're suffering from whatever it is that you're suffering, use that pain to actually like tell everyone, stick it, you know, yeah. like, like, so that's like my, my, my message to everyone. <laughs> no, I, I think it's beautiful. I, you know, also a, a big misconception of the entertainment industry is that everyone, you know, does some kind of substance, you know, alcohol or other things. Um, and that's not always the case. You know, I, I uh, you know, I would, you know, years back, I would go to DJ at clubs. I don't drink alcohol at all. Yeah. At all. And, and, you know, it's <laughs> the guys, you know, it's a special occasion. They, they, I'll take a shot. The other day we took a shot and the guys all, all looked at me like, 
what's going on? Same, same. <laughs> All my friends, every time I have a drink or I'm like in the mood for a cocktail or, or a mimosa, like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a great message. You know, you, you don't have to, you know, de vez en cuando, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Um, you know, but also, you know, you don't, you don't have to re revert to that. Um, if you're going through a, a difficult time. Right, exactly. Um, I want to talk about the the pros of, of social media. I know you you're on TikTok, you're on IG, you know, you you love to uh, you know, create content. You're a very creative content creator. So what would you say is is your favorite thing about tech, like technology wise? What do you use the most? Like what apps do you use the most as of now? I'm I'm really obsessed with PixArt. Like PixArt, like you can just take a photo and like create cool little backgrounds and stuff. Like I've been trying to like just be more creative in that aspect. I think like pros on, on social media is obviously connecting with other creators and just expanding your brain to be more creative. Um, I, I actually like have a hard time like posting every day. Like I probably post like every three days, every four days. Like I have friends that post three pictures a day. I'm like, yo, that's exhausting. But also for me, it's like important because I don't consider myself like a social media influencer. I'm an influence, but I, I want to take a different route, right? So I, I don't want to take a shortcut or, or, you know, I have a lot of friends that are um, influencers and they all have millions of followers mm -hmm. and they do skits and do all the, the funny stuff. And they're always asking me, come, come be a part of it. And I'm like, I'm good, you know, and it's because I'm trying to just stay focused in one lane. And even though this, the process of growing this, your social media might be slower. Mm -hmm. I think that when people start to really get to know my music, it's going to grow because of music, not because of I did a skit with, you know, a big influencer and, oh, that's the girl from the skit. Right. So, like, to me, personally, it's important to grow my social media slowly, but with the content that I want to have for longevity, which is my music. Yeah. So, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the music. Um, the music that, that you're creating today, um, what is what drives you the most? What is pushing you every day? you know, waking up to do music, to create, what, what, what fires you? What's, what's that fire inside of you? Well, again, I mean, like I said, when I was so young, it's the one thing that saved me in a way. And to be able to now do it in a bigger scale and be able to like get ready and like get my costumes ready. And like, to me, performing is like the, my drug, yeah. basically. Like yeah. you have no idea what I feel when I'm on a stage even yesterday in the video, like performing and dancing and like, and because of like, I have this whole background of, of, of pain and like wanting this so badly when I perform, it's like people can feel my passion. Like, yeah. I think they can truly like connect with me. That's why I miss performing live so much. Cause like I did Cali bash two years ago yeah. and nobody really knew who Cheska was or anything. I was like barely starting. I had a, a record with John Z called, no, no, actually, no, I didn't. I had a record called Azucar that I released independently. And it was like the, the Cali bash pre-fest mm -hmm. outside. And I'm like, oh my God, there's not going to be anyone there. Cause it's early. But they ended up moving for last to me. And it was like nighttime. People started coming Yeah. at the end of the performance. Like, 40 people was in the back of the of the 
you know, backstage yeah. screaming my name. Wow. And I'm like, that's crazy because I feel like people truly connect when I perform. They can feel, they can feel that I'm doing this because it's truly my passion. It's not because like, oh, I just want to be an artist or like, I want to be a singer. No, this is like my life. Like yeah. there's a, a bigger motive, not, not just the music, which I already talked about what's my biggest motive. And it's, you know, to be able to take up my, my journey and my story and motivate other people i think people also gravitate towards you because you have you have that star power you know if people see you on stage they're like oh she got it but it's also because it comes with all it, that, that will that that yeah. they, they want to to, to succeed you know so like that's why it's sorry man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, no so talk to me about your favorite thing about being on on a stage definitely the dancing to me the dancing and, and every every song i make i always tell the producers make sure i can dance whether it is a ballad or whether it is like you know a reggaeton song or like a more pop song because the thing about my music i i i'm very like um versatile mm -hmm. right so i can do a ballad which I did recently called El Cambio. And the song actually became Joe Biden's um, campaign song. Wow. For the Latin community. Huge. And, you know, like I'm belting and like it's a, it's a very inspiring song. Actually, I would love for people to hear it because it talks about change and it talks about not giving up and it talks about just going for what you want. Yeah. And then I can go for the aperreo, like the song I did yesterday, Como Tu Me Querías. Yeah. We did the remix yesterday with De La Ghetto. So it came out super dope. And, and then I can do like rock music because I grew up with rock music. So I'm very versatile with what's my your, What's your favorite type of uh, genre to do today? Reggaeton. Uh, reggaeton? Yeah. yeah. But it's because like now reggaeton has more elements of music yeah right before before it was just like, like the boom, -ch -boom -ch. reggaeton was the drums <laughs> yeah you know and it didn't really have a lot there's melodies now there's yeah a lot now more. i think that people can actually really showcase talent through reggaeton it's it's a it's a type of music that makes everyone move yeah so And for me, it's perfect. I mean, I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico. Hey, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. So, and that's where reggaeton started. Yeah. It's the capital of reggaeton. And it's just really cool to represent Puerto Rico and because we don't have that many females. So it's like really awesome to be able to start being able to represent Latinas, especially in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Who, who did you grow up? In the reggaeton movement, who'd you like grow up like watching, listening to, um, you know, obviously a lot of amazing talent that came out of Puerto Rico. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to Daddy Yankee, Tego Calderón, Calle 13, Coscuyuela. I mean, like those were the OGs. Yeah. You know, like Arcángel, Plan B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were the guys that kind of started it all. How, how is it to now be in the game and connect with some of and they say you know with, with your idols how 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 what's that feeling like now to be able to do songs with people and arcangel and the laghetto you know and john c like it's it's an awesome feeling because it's like wow like as a new artist i'm in theory been out less than a year 
right? Like my, my music that's been coming. I mean, I've been doing this for years. People don't see, you know, people just see this. You know, it's funny because one hate comment that I did see was, oh, it's so funny that in 2018, Cheska had a sukar and disappeared. And now all of a sudden has songs with the biggest like, oh, geez, of the I wonder what what uh, gangster she dating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and it's because then people don't realize and see like the eight years back struggle. I mean, some people are lucky enough that they, right. you know, instantly. But that's not that many people. Not that many people actually are that fortunate. Right. And it's hard to maintain as well. So as an artist, young artist, it's like more pressure because like you're 20 years old, 19, and you know that you have to be consistent for a long time. <laughs> Me, I'm like, you know, I'm like now, okay, cool. But it's longevity what I'm looking for. It's not yeah. just like a one song. So I want to slowly build. People don't see the hustle, the struggle, the... The blood, sweat, and tears. It's crazy. That goes into it. You know, especially with, you know, someone like yourself, you know, you you have been working your butt off. So for, you know, and it's crazy that you just said, in theory, I've been out for about a year. Like. It's crazy to think. It's crazy to think that, right? When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. What, what uh, today is, is that big collaboration that, that you would love to, to make happen? Let's, let's. Let's put it out in, in the universe. Well, I, I am going to do a song with Bad Bunny. That is 100% happening. Yes. 100%. He's Puerto Rican. Like, I I think we would vibe so well together. I've been putting out in, that in the universe for a long time. <laughs> Just like I put out in the universe that I was going to do a song with Pitbull and we end up doing four songs together. Wow. Because <laughs> that, that's exactly what happened. I was like, I'm going to work with this guy. I'm going to work with this guy. And it took a while, but it happened. And I think with Bad Bunny, it's just a matter of time. I, I do want my next song to have a fe a English feature. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about like Offset or like a Kendrick Lamar. And then I want to have like a Mike Towers or like one, one of those. Yeah, know? that'd be sick. So I'm, I'm putting out in the universe that that's going to happen as well. If it's not Mike Towers, somebody else, but like a, an American and a, and a Puerto Rican, hopefully. That'd be that'd be a beautiful thing. Who who um in in the rap game uh, are you a fan of? You mentioned uh, Kendrick. Um, who do you listen to? Who does Cheska listen to uh, while she's like to be in, honest, the, in the car? I just I just put on Spotify and I just listen to everyone. I don't have like a favorite artist. My only favorite artist and will always be my favorite artist is. Michael Jackson. Correct. Yes. What, what do I win? What do I win, guys? That's like the one artist that I will always forever look up to. Yeah. I mean, I, it's sad that he went through all that drama, but in terms of talent and dedication, I think he is, he sets the highest like example of, uh, of anyone. So, but no, I mean, I, I love them all. I think everybody has their own flavor. I think everybody's really unique in their own way. 
So I'm just hoping to work with all of them. And I especially want to work with females. Yeah. It's a, it, to me, it's a, it's a thing because I feel like females don't collaborate too much. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like years back um, in, in reggaeton uh, and even like in, in the, in the hip hop game, you didn't see a lot of like women collaborating. It's, it's slowly becoming more of a norm today, which is a, a, a great thing to see. Like women empowerment is, exactly. is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And uh, yeah, I could totally see that. No, exactly. I, I've actually reached out to a few Latin artists and Leslie Shaw. Yeah. She's from Peru. She was like, let's do it. And it's like that attitude that I'm like, see, that's why you're going to win. Because I think that's that. That's why male, you know, male artists in the reggaeton world, urban, all over, it doesn't matter. They're so successful because you see all these artists doing 10 songs a month. And it's because they're doing collabs. Yeah. So females need to do that because imagine if, if people like seeing dudes, five dudes, you're going to love seeing five girls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that is real. I mean, do you remember, what was it? Um, uh, uh, was it uh, Lady Marmalade or? Yeah. We need more of that. Like, can you, in, that was like, so like a reggaeton version of that? would be insane. I've already thought about that many times, but it's just funny how the girls just don't want to do it. Yeah. You know what? I feel like, you know, something like that can, can happen. It'd be crazy, you know, to, to for you, hey, try to make it happen. Put and it together. And it's funny you know? to me to see that, like, girls like Carol G and Nati that are right now so, you know, uh, influential in in the industry are not doing that you know they don't do that yeah and i think like those are the ones that need to start doing that that way other ones can be like oh because like in 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 the united states and and like the u.s i think female artists collaborate way more mm. like you see doja cat with bebe rexa you see so many like females like Even Megan Beyonce Stallion collaborated with, Nikki, with yeah. shakira and j-lo with shakira like yeah. Because it's a force. It is. So hopefully, girls. Yeah. We gotta unite. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I, that, that'd be super, man. That be. When Becky G comes here, tell her Cheska was here and she was talking about you, and she really wants to do a song with you and three other girls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now we gotta make. We gotta. We gotta plant that seed for sure. Yes. Um, talk to me about representation. Does it matter? Does representation? Latinos in entertainment, does rep representation matter? Of course. I think Latinos are doing an amazing job, you know, representing our culture. You know, I think Latinos are super in style. Yay. They've always, they've, you know, they come in waves. We come in waves. You know, like when, remember the wave of Ricky Martin, yeah. La Vida Loca, Hips Don't Lie? Yep. And then it kind of died down and then Despacito happened again. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're back on the map. Yeah. I think that has to stop. The I waves, think the waves, the waves. Have to I stop. think I think Latinos and, and more more different ethnicities, like they need to remain, you know, because like I don't know, we're just all cool. And like, you know, I think it think it's incredible to be able to inspire so many people. There's so many Latinos in the United States. Yeah. That I, it's awesome to to give them like so much hope. Like, damn, like we're killing it. Yeah. You know? I, I, you, you mentioned these waves. 
Um, you know, when I think about like 2020, I think about uh, Latinos being more in in mainstream um, content and 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 working with like big brands like like Jay Balvin having a, a, McDo- yes. a McDonald's yeah, collab yes. or a meal like you know Bad Bunny doing like you know it, it's a lot of crossover now. Bad Bunny being on the cover of Rolling Stones. Yeah. That was the very first. Yeah. I believe that he was like from the reggaeton yeah. world. That's I was, huge. I was I was going to say Bad Bunny uh, collaborating with with Cheetos, Hot Cheetos, because I'm a fan of Hot Cheetos. Damn. <laughs> so, but I guess, yeah. I guess Rolling Stone is a bigger deal than Hot Cheetos. Damn, I want Cheetos now. <laughs> um, so in the, in the coming year... For Cheska, where do you see yourself? What is it that you want to do? You know, we want to make that that collab with, um, you know, these these amazing women that are are making music. Those that collab, we want to do the the Bad Bunny collab that will make. I feel like we're gonna look back at this interview in, in like a couple weeks. And a couple weeks. Weeks. And, <laughs> and be like, what? I remember saying that. Inshallah, por favor. Yeah, you know, I. I I sat down with, uh, it's happened many times, by the way. Maybe, maybe I'm a good luck charm, but it's Yo, happened many times it. when uh, <laughs> I've, I've had, you know, you know, guests and had conversations. And they're like, oh, man, I love to meet. Oh, I love to collab. I love. And it happens. Stop. I just had a conversation. And the last person was Bia, uh, who's a, a very talented uh, rapper. Uh, I've B- heard of her. Bia. Yeah, she's she's amazing. And. Bia, last time I talked to her, she was talking to me about um, Rihanna. She was like, oh, man. Because so Rihanna posted her song and it went viral. It became a challenge. So when we talked, that had just happened. And I asked her, have you met Rihanna? She's like, no, I haven't. I'd love to make that happen. She said about a week later, she met Rihanna on a plane. Stop it. And and it's happened many times. Love attraction. So let's make. So I have a feeling. I think you're the plug here. I think you're the one that can make this happen. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. You got all the girls. Just put us in a room. Uh, you want to come to dinner? And then you'd be like, Jessica, you want to come to dinner? And then all of a sudden, we're all in the dinner. And we didn't know that <laughs> yeah, we were yeah, going to yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> we we got to make that happen. No, seriously, I I, I could definitely see that happen. Um, so yes, going back to to the question, where do you see yourself? In, in the next year, like the next 12 months, what does that look like for you? Man, well, I, hopefully COVID-19 will be in the past. And if that happens, please, God, then I can just go back on stage and, you know, and continue to, to grow as a performer. And, you know, because it's different connection when when audience sees you on a record, hears you on a record and see you and feel you. So, but, you know, depending on how long this goes, uh, I know that Cheska is going to continue to make videos, create content, more songs, more collabs, more songs on the radio. The Kiddo Baby is number two yes. right now. So we're, we're fighting for that number one spot. It's a very radio friendly song. I want to do more songs that are more streaming friendly and more like targeting a very young audience. So like now with the stuff I'm doing, that's, that's what we're, we're excited about. Uh, the whole like urban urban vibes and more trap music it, it, it speaks to me more 
you know, again, I told you I'm versatile. So I took you to baby and then como tu me querías are two different oh, yeah. sounds. But like this more badass, like, you know, more confident vibe and obviously reggaeton, Puerto Rican. I think that's 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 what really defines and and you know Cheska who she is. Yeah, and it just shows. Like you'll see, like in the videos, like if you see Cara de Buena with Arcángel, like you can tell, like she's le- like it's my personality. Yeah. So I'm just excited to continue to grow in that lane. A song like Te Quiero Baby, which is like you said, it it's it's blown up. Um, how does a song like that? happen how does it come about like are you do you listen to are you listening to to the beat are you in the studio or is it like bouncing off ideas like how, how does that happen so interest interesting story no me trates remember that song yeah. Nati? so that was my record so i was in the session with them i co-wrote a lot of the stuff and i was like pid this is the record this is the record and they, we were having problems with clearance with el general Because, you know, that's a general song. And it took about a year and a half to get that clear. And by the time that happened, I went through, like, changes with labels. And, like, a lot of stuff happened in between. But Pitt and the team had showed it to Daddy Yankee. And Daddy Yankee was like, I want to get Nati. So, of course, as a new artist, it's... it's, And I understand, because I'm a businesswoman, that sometimes it's not going to work out. And you just have to wait for your time. But it's funny because so I was like, I need to make a song that has that vibe because I really like that song. And, and I used to love that general song. Yeah. That no me trates. Yeah. No so, me trates. Man. Yeah. No so me then, trates de engañar. <laughs> Sorry, I had a moment. I had a moment. Exactly. So uh, back in the studio with the Pitbull camp, yeah. I'm like, we need to do an interpolation. And one of the guys is like, oh, we should do like that um, Lauren Hill can't take my eyes off of you, but in, in reality, it was a Frankie Valley song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it, but let's do it in Spanish. And that's how the, the whole Te Quiero Baby situation happened. And then months later, Surf Mesa comes out with the I Love You Baby remix. And we were like, <laughs> and then like, I was like, Pid, this is the song, this is the song, because it gave, it gave me the vibes of No Me Trata. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. And it's a very commercial song. It's a song that a three-year-old likes and a 75-year-old my grandmother likes. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, I think it's a it's a very wide range. But I know that the, the young generation and the teenagers, they love urban music. For sure. And that's why I'm like, this is perfect because I love to get a baby. I love the vibe. It makes me feel good. But then I can also be a badass and connect with my teenagers and my early 20 peoples. Yeah. And then just like, you know, and it's all a happy family. Yeah. Because then Cheska can do it all. Yeah. So it's I'm, beautiful ex- I'm just excited. I'm very excited to keep growing in the urban lane and continue to do these more like commercial. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. No, I'm, I'm excited for you, and uh, I'm excited to have you here as well. Thank you so uh, before much. Before we finish up here today, I got some rapid-fire questions with Cheska. Okay. I'm ask you a, a handful of uh, questions here. Um, you can answer them as fast as you can, but if you want to 
uh, go into detail as to why you chose that. And some are some are options like this or that. Um, you know, some are you know maybe some new facts about you. So if you want to, you know, kind of explain some of your answers, you can. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Rapid fire with Cheska. Favorite Spanish word. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We're gonna have to bleep that one. <laughs> Here's the thing: is that word can be a lot of good things, right? It's a very Puerto Rican word, but it could be like it could be so many good things. It's 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 one of those words. It's not it's not what you say. It's how you say it, right? Exactly. But I also love "ay dios mío." Ay dios mío. So those two are my favorite too. <laughs> favorite salsa song. Favorite La India. La India. Amazing. Speaking of salsa, you're in LA. You lived here for a while. Green or red salsa? Green. Biggest celebrity crush growing up? Uh, hmm. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, JT. <laughs> the, 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 the curly hair uh, JT. <laughs> Favorite Spanish show? Spanish? Of all time. It, it could be a novela too, by the way. Las Soñadoras. Las Soñadoras. I gotta, I gotta check that Soñadoras, one out. Soñadoras, yeah. And Rebeldes. Those two were my favorite shows. Rebelde? Yeah, oh, Rebelde was, was epic. Ah, Fe y El Chavo del Ocho. Oh, man. El Chavo del Ocho <laughs> is, is one of my favorite my shows. My grandma used to watch that every single day. So I just like always watched it with her. My, um, we went to... Went to Brazil for the World Cup, and my dad was wearing a Mexico jersey wherever he went. Um, very proud, you know, Mexicano. And in Brazil, it's a very popular show. I had no idea. Wherever we went walking in, in Brazil, people were yelling, El Chavo, El Chavo. <laughs> so, so funny. I, yeah. So I love El Chavo as well. Favorite Latinx food dish? Enchilada. Enchiladas. But that's before I went vegan. Now I like quesadillas. Oh. How about, <laughs> how about enchiladas de queso, maybe? Nice. Yes. Have you tried Can that? Can we go to a Mexican restaurant after this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's make that happen. I haven't had anything to eat since last night, since like 12 noon yesterday. Tw 24 hours ago. <laughs> wow. I'm fasting. <laughs> <laughs> what's one of your nicknames that no one knows about am i gonna say it i mean it's 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 in the rapid fire i think you have to have my to parents answer. call me afu what is it afu afu yeah afu Por qué? i don't know afu <laughs> yeah my, since when? my dad my dad always maybe it's a word that you used to say when you were a baby or something yeah afu. and it just kept you know, That's ahora de, de grande ya también me dicen afu. Afu. <laughs> Something you're horrible at. Something I'm horrible at. Playing basketball. I'm horrible. Best song to play at a Latinx party. Jay Wheeler, Curiosidad. Rosalia con Travis Scott, porque va a bailar. Hey. Um, J Balvin, Mi Gente. Mi Gente gets I mean, it I'm, going. I'm, I'm telling you songs I would dance to. <laughs> um, yeah, those three. Lastly, 
as a singer yourself, a very talented one, who is the best singer of all time? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Amazing. Thank you so much. And Mariah Carey. If you go back to her videos and you watch her sing, no autotune, nothing. And she's so flawlessly effortless. Like, ah, like it's crazy. Crazy. Go watch her. Yeah, I was I was listening to Mariah Carey's song the other day, and I was just I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, "It's insane, Mariah, so effortless. Like, like she's like, like those unplugged shows that she does, like incredible." Well, Afu, I want to thank you <laughs> for being here today. Afu. <laughs> <laughs> Cheska, go and check her out follow her uh, amazing amazing singer and uh, please do yourself a favor uh, if you aren't familiar get familiar um, and is there anything you would like to, to share with your fans before we go well I mean I just want to say for the people that support me thank you so so much it means the world for those who don't know me and are getting to know me because of you guys thank you my Instagram is I am Cheska PR and I hope you guys like my music and keep growing with me. Also, sorry for talking so much. I know I talk por los codos. por los codos las mujeres. But I'm excited. You know, I get excited when I share my story. But anyway, thank you so much. Thank you guys for your time. And yeah. <laughs> Cheska Mondo Fresco. And thank you so much for watching and listening to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. Woo! <laughs>